and welcome to Leading the Light, the Scottish Women's Football Podcast. I am your host, Chris Marshall, and joining me as well, it's a very special day for Campbell, it's his birthday. Um, happy birthday, Campbell, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, Chris, thanks again. Um, it's been an eventful day, so I'll leave it at that for a bit, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Campbell came on the podcast and said he had a beer and a rum in his hand, so I've now grabbed a beer, so we're now having a beer pod, which is, you know, I think that's pretty unusual, I think we're usually working or sober a lot of the time but yeah we are here to talk about Scottish Women's Football and it was the first weekend of the Scottish Women's Premier League 1 and 2 uh, because there's two of them uh, and we're going to talk through all the games I was at two of the games this weekend and Campbell was also at, at a game in SWPL2 um, we're just going to go through the games uh, and that's really going to be it this week I think we're very conscious that we don't want to talk about things we haven't seen though lots of highlights out this weekend Campbell and lots of highlights make us happy boys I think that's probably fair to say yeah, it's always handy, knowing that kind of like what's happened elsewhere, obviously we kind of make it to nine games a week, so it's definitely good for us and good for everyone else actually to see what's going on over the weekend. I should have asked Campbell before you before we continue, what beer are you drinking? Um, I'm on one of these Beer 52 ones, it's not my usual type, but it's actually a beer called Hells, I hope that's not an omen for the podcast, and we'll see what happens again. <laughs> Uh, I've got a, a cheeky clockwork tangerine, um, which is apt since you're done the United affiliations, but we won't dwell on that, we'll get to women's football. Um, and let's start on Friday night, Campbell, Glasgow City against Celtic um, at K Park, Celtic the home side. Uh, I was at that game, I uh, made it over from Edinburgh. I mean, the weather was bad, it was pretty bad, and the conditions were pretty bad, but I, I don't know, about, I want to get your take on it first of all, Campbell, from a kind of highlights perspective. What was your take on the game after seeing it kind of back? Um, it was strange because obviously City, as we know, had a fair few players missing, and Celtic, where they've obviously come into this sort of professional environment now, and then the fact that they maybe not started greatly in the cup games, it was it was one you never really knew what to expect. So it was a wee bit surprising I think Celtic winning, but at the same time you could probably see that coming. Again, I don't think really the conditions helped anyone. That's been the case for pretty much most of the games have actually taken place over the first few weeks of the season, so it wasn't great, but. Yeah, it's a very big win for Celtic at the start of the season and obviously, as you say, it will be a tougher season than I've had in pre- uh, previous years. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought the game was alright. I think some people, when when I arrived, there was a lot of chatter about why is this game on, um, which I thought was a little, a little much. I mean, yeah, the weather wasn't great and I was very grateful that one of the mandates of SWP one is that there's got to be cover because there was cover and I got to stay dry. Some people chose not to be dry, which is, you know, their own pre-dereliction, which is an interesting choice. But yeah, I thought the first half, I thought Glasgow City probably shaded it. I thought Sam Kerr in particular um, was really good. Um, she was bringing the play forward a lot for, for City, uh, but there wasn't tons of chances. In fact, probably Celtic had the better of chances. Um, Sarah Teagarden had a, a long-range effort that hit off the bar. And Anita Marcos, uh, the new signing from Atletico Madrid, um, Anita and Brenda going forward as well. We don't have to worry about full names. Anita and Brenda is how they go down in the team sheet. Um, she had a header earlier on, a nice bit of movement, but it was never never really going in. And at half time, it was nil nil, and it just kind of felt like maybe the the conditions were playing into it a little bit. But I still thought it was a pretty competitive game. And then almost immediately after half time, uh, Glasgow City went one nil up. Uh, it looked like from um, from the original view that maybe Claire Shine had been offside when she got on the end of Jenna Clark's touch, but fairly Alba, they fired out some quick highlights and got a good view of it on the on the goal line. It sold like she was onside to put City one up, but 
Celtic equalise pretty much straight away. Sierra Ewan's having a pop from long range. I don't think there was enough of that given the conditions on Friday night, but um, she had the pop. It certainly held up in the wind a little bit, which made it difficult for Leah Alexander. Potentially should could have done a little bit better, but um, yeah, one each. And then last week of the game, uh, Kelly Clark from a, a corner. She was kind of got in the edge of a scramble. So I didn't really clear the lines that well, and uh, she kind of drove it through that an array of bodies uh, to make it 2-1. Disappointing for City. They also had a chance about five minutes to go. Hayley Lauder with a header, but she just missed it. Pretty close range. Um, you've mentioned, obviously, it's a good result for Celtic. City, uh, they had Sam Kerr on the side. Nick Doherty, who we'll probably talk about in a wee bit, has uh, moved on to Rangers. Uh, Rachel McLaughlin's out injured at the moment, and Kirsty Howitt had a, wasn't available in the squad either. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for City this season, but I think... One of the questions, I'm curious to see how often you've been asked this question over the last few days is, but I definitely wouldn't be somebody who's going to start writing City off anytime soon. No, I don't think you can. I mean, obviously, the record in the speech for itself, the fact they've won you know, the draw and yeah, they're losing, obviously, some players have disappeared, but they're bringing in a lot of players from abroad. We've seen Australia and Northern Ireland, a few players coming in, obviously, so it's one way. They've still got these world-class players there, Scotland Internationals as well, and it's you can't obviously write them off, but it's definitely going to be a lot more of a struggle this year when they're losing. As you're seeing some of the best players, and you can see this, uh, the changes in the strength, uh, the strengthening. Sorry, that Celtic Rangers have made. So, uh, it's it's not going to be easy. But you're just saying that you can't also write them off because the champions and they have been champions for a reason. Yeah, I mean, thirteen times in a row. I mean, the fact that they are fifth, and I got this wrong when I put a tweet the other day. But um, the fact they're fifth on the table is in itself it's kind of a hard eye watch because you just don't used to seeing it even at the start of the season because it's so rare that they lose games and yet that's two games in two against Celtic they've been defeated. Um, I thought Celtic were much better than than they were earlier on in the season. I thought that Summer Green uh, in particular um, impressed. She looked very busy. Um, she went a bit loud up on us and took her shin guards off and uh, ran about rolled down socks. But of the Celtic players that you've seen so far, um, Cameron, you've mentioned the fact that they've signed a number of them. Is there any that stood out for you? Or are you still waiting to kind of see them up up close? I mean, it's it's a tough one. Obviously, you've seen them from a couple of games. I've only really seen what from highlights and things like that. But obviously, there's big names coming in. But Anita Marcos is one that I kind of look forward to seeing. I can't obviously single her out for what she's done yet. Obviously, hasn't been able really to, to do much. But it's, she's one signing that is... Won a lot at Atletico Madrid, won a lot with Spain at youth level and things as well. Could be a really a really useful player for Celtic this season. So obviously you mentioned some of the Americans that have come in there and likes of Jody Barrett as well. But I think um, Anita could certainly be a very good signing for Celtic. And I'm quite um, interested and intrigued to see how she gets on. Yeah, I saw that she was doing a press conference at, um, at Celtic Park as well. Um, the day of recording that we're talking just now. So she's definitely getting the profile to kind of go along with the anticipation of her signing. And as you, as you say, very successful at youth level for, for Spain Atletico. Uh, but that went for Celtic. Kept them top for a little bit. But then on Sunday, Rangers hosted Hearts. I then went from um, East Kilbride to Mulgai and uh, took Rangers against Hearts in. Uh, Rangers won 3-0. Uh, they had six of their new signings in the starting line lineup. Uh, me and Gregory had a debate about it after the game. Turns out I was right, Greg. Yes. Um, and then they brought on Nick Doc um, in the second half, along with Sonia O'Neill. Um, I thought Rangers were comfortable, but they didn't create a lot. Uh, Megan Bell stand out. She got the opening goal. I went to with Balladevai, who 
had our own wee fan fan group there, which is I think is probably going to be a consequence, obviously, of of the reach that she now brings to the SWPL. Uh, Megan Bell added a second in the second half, and then Kirsten Riley um, also scored. Uh, Megan Bell could have had a hat trick. Um, she was very close to the goal. I think it's fair to say, maybe within a couple of yards. Uh, Chelsea Cornet, good run down the left hand side, but she kind of managed to clear it as opposed to stick it in the net, which um, she was able to laugh about afterwards because of the result. Hearts for me, um, well organised. They are quite a, when you look at look at them against a side like Rangers, they are still quite a young side. They definitely have a a way that they are looking to play. Um, I think that you saw against Aberdeen, obviously that that kind of came back and didn't quite work out. Obviously with the Aberdeen getting the opening goal through a, a Hearts defensive error, and there's a couple of moments. Uh, against Rangers that that was the case but from what you've seen of the, the highlights Campbell what was your take on the game? I think it was always Rangers were kind of the team expected to go and win but well, so many new players coming in they're never really going to uh, gel straight away which I think they got an early goal but still kind of looked that wee bit rusty and from what I've seen for both clubs showing highlights and things like that so it's a result we expected but one that Rangers they were happy to get off that win and start but they know they can improve and there's not much else you can say I don't think about them where they've got the season off to that start that they wanted it was a case of trying to continue that for them how hard uh, that will be with, obviously remains to be seen with the changes elsewhere but yeah it's a good start for Rangers and one that Gregory and Malky will definitely be happy with yeah um, and I actually spoke to Megan Bell after the game and asked her what it was like to get uh, get off to a scoring competitive debut Oh okay, yeah, obviously I'm just delighted to score. Um, the team played really well today. Um, obviously there's positives and negatives and there's a lot of things we can work on as well, but um, that's going to come in the first game of the season. Um, it's a very new programme, very new team, so um, it's going to take a while to get used to each other. But yeah, delighted to score and should have got a third. Chelsea was very unselfish and um, scored me the ball, but um, clearly the hat-trick wasn't meant to be today. Yeah, Campbell, so that victory puts Rangers top of the table. Um, you made a wee point there about the fact that it was a, an early season game and that was Rangers' first competitive game. Uh, they and Hearts both have SWPL Cup games this week. Um, Hearts are at home to Burnham Thistle and Rangers are at home to Queen's Park. Uh, Hearts Burnham Thistle was on Wednesday, 8 o'clock at Arayam. Rangers Queen's Park, 8 o'clock at the Rangers Training Centre. Um, so if you're about and you've got plenty of layers, then by all means pop down to those games as well. Um, in terms of Hearts, though, Campbell, we've talked about Rangers a little bit. Obviously, going top of the table for the first time, and certainly my memory, Campbell, and I've asked a couple of people who know more, more even more than me do, and that seems to be the case that we think that's that's probably true. Hearts, I think it's probably fair to say Rangers maybe isn't going to be the yardstick they're going to measure the season against going forward. Yeah, I mean Hearts kind of coming up from a league where they were they were always at the top end, maybe not. Spent the world of the light every week, but they were certainly the side that kind of looked always been up there. Aki's run them close, but then coming in here, we are it's a strange one because we're in just Celtic making the changes, obviously, and in Glasgow City being Glasgow City, that you're expecting it to be the teams up at the top, where Hibs maybe slightly behind into that possibly fourth position, obviously, with a lot of the players they've lost. But for me, I even looking at Motherwell perhaps coming up last season, where they were always kind of at the top of the second tier. Once they came up, it was never going to be that easy, but they were a good benchmark last season. If Hearts can sort of follow a potentially sort of similar model to that, then they could well be successful. And look at the players they've brought in and obviously the changes they've made as well. And you can't really see Hearts being a side that's struggled too much. So they weren't expecting to go to Rangers, but to win, sorry, and they don't know themselves just how difficult it's going to be. And I don't think they can really look to take too much from that game almost at the weekend. Don't want to look too much into the result and just they you know it's going to be a long, hard season and it's not going to keep going from where they've left off. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's a fair thing to say. And let's look at the other two Edinburgh sides in the division, uh, Hibernian and Spartans. They were playing each other at Ainsley Park. And before we get into the game a little bit, Campbell, uh, the reason why we can talk about this a little bit more is because BBC Sports Scotland are now picked up uh, streaming rights. Uh, so there's going to be a game, I believe it's every week, of the SWPL season, which is fantastic. Um, there's been a bit of debate about this online. I, I saw a couple of two and fro's which kept me amused as I was warming my hands after the games on Sunday. Uh, what's your take on the fact that we are now going to have free tier coverage of the SWPL on a, on an internet platform? It's to be a positive, really. Obviously, we're on this champion and trying to get more people to watch the women's game. So the fact you're now being able to do so every Sunday for an SWPL one game is, is certainly good. I mean, whether they could potentially expand it to SWPL two games in the future, we don't know. Obviously, that's been a very competitive league, and a lot of people seem to be saying that on social media over the weekend. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a good thing. Obviously. Maybe not the best game on Sunday between two sides who we think are going to be a lot more evenly matched this season, but our friend Stuart was obviously on the commentary there with Julie Fleeton, and it's yeah, it's all just good to see really that there's more folk, uh, more games being shown, sorry, more people able to watch them now, and as you can see, you're getting to see a lot more teams that maybe you wouldn't do without games being on TV, so it's it's only a positive, I feel, and it looked to be a good crowd um, at Ainsley Park on Sunday, but as well, that even if you're not at the game, still being able to see it, it's definitely a huge plus. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm always still the believer that the ultimate goal is the coverage is fantastic for those people that are curious about it. But I think if you're a women's football fan, my inclination would be get to a game. However, I think I think this can only be a good thing. I mean, one of the things I was doing at the, the Ranger Training Centre when I was at the Rangers Hearts game is I actually watched the kind of last 10 minutes at halftime of the Bernie Spartans game. I could never do that before. And because I watched that last 10 minutes, Campbell, I got to see the winning goal. Um, and I thought it was a pretty good goal with Shannon McGregor, ball from deep out to Carla Boyce, one of the new signings. She put a cross in it and Rachel Boyle, we all know I'm a Rachel Boyle mark on, on the podcast, uh, she put it in for a 94th minute winner. Lots of scenes. But yeah, I think having the, the coverage available and literally in the palm of your hand now come a Sunday, I think can only be a good thing. And we were talking about it before we started recording as well, Campbell. There was actually full goal highlights for every game in SWPL1, which, again, is, can only be a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we're talking there about getting highlights for ourselves for things like this, and we're not the only ones that are going to need them uh, try to cover games, and then, as you're saying, for fans as well that can't make every week, they'll be wanting to see how their teams get on. So, it's yeah, it's all good. I think overall, there was almost seven or eight, maybe, of the nine games were covered, and that, that itself is great to see, so... It's not just SWPL1, but overall, yes, it's definitely pleasing and it's a good step forward for women's football in Scotland. Yeah, and in terms of the result, um, obviously Spartans had a pretty strong start to the season when in their opening games in the SWPL Cup. Uh, this game last season was now now. They also played each other in the first game of last season. Um, we've talked about, we're not sure exactly where Hibs are at at the moment, but getting a win that they didn't get at this stage last season, um, I'm sure Dean Gibson can only look at that positively. Yeah, I mean... All you want really to start the season is three points, and Hibs will be delighted that they've got that. They obviously know Spartans are very well organised and a tough side to play. And Spartans I saw obviously last week and in tough, tough conditions at Peter Hill, they did play pretty well up there. So it's one where again they're going to be happy with that. Um, very disappointed for the point of view that they've lost a the last minute goal, but overall playing with that, Spartans will be they'll be happy with the performance. And Hibs were saying they've got the three points that they're going to silence maybe a few folk, even saying they've lost the likes of Jamie and Napier over the summer, so it's a great result for Hibs and just a positive start to the season for them and they'll, they know it's not going to be easy with the personnel they've lost, but they will try to stay up that end of the table and they've got off to the perfect start. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last game in SWP I won was for for Farmington now Motherwell won. Uh, bit of a riddle this one for us, Campbell, because uh, there was goal highlight on the, the BBC uh, package, uh, kind of showing all the goals in the division. But when we looked at for for Farmington and Motherwell social media, there wasn't any goals. But it was 1-0 win, Jordan McClintock, goal in our competitive debut. Um, I, I think we've talked about this already, and if we haven't, we'll just cover it again now. But John McClintock uh, for Mother is a, is a pretty good signing, I think. And maybe given maybe the fact that up until the recent signs City have made, that I thought they were a little light up front, I was quite surprised to see that she had left. Um, but I think it's a good pick up on Motherwell's part. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Motherwell are going to be happy as well, getting off to that winning start that we're talking about, where it's. Force was a tough place to go and in tough weather and to get in some of the players they've brought in. They have they have made a lot of interesting signings, but they're all good players for this level and they'd be a good side to watch this year, I think. Again, I don't know of too many bother too many problems, sorry, we've been at the wrong end of the table, but they're a side that I'm looking forward to seeing and as we mentioned there, some of the players they've brought in are very good signings. So a good start for them as well, similar to Hibs where they've got off to they've got the three points and that's all they can really ask for. So yeah, there's not much you can complain about Motherwell so far. Yeah, um, we'll cover the fixtures next week. It's SWPL Cups back next week, and Jesus, there's a lot to talk about that. But that, but um, SWPL one is it stands: Rangers top, Celtic second, then Hibs and Motherwell, the other two teams with victories. But very early days, first weekend of the season, and all that. Uh, but let's move into SWPL two, Campbell, and we've already talked about it. It is, I think, it's always one we I've got a bit of fondness for, um, and it's always very competitive. But the game you were at, I think, was one that we were both interested in. Hampton Academical against Stirling University. Last year's SWPL two runners-up against Stirling Uni, who came down from SWPL one without winning a game. Um, I, before you went to the game, Campbell, I don't know about you, but I, of all the teams, the one team I felt like I knew the least about was Stirling University. What was what was your thoughts as you headed to the game? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, they'd obviously come down from SWPL1, so you're still, as much as it's a tough season for them, they've had that experience of playing there as well as the Bucks football. So you still had the, the, the feeling that they were going to really give Aki's a good game. Almost as you're saying, they don't know too much about them. There's obviously, with their university games, there's players missing um, in league games because of the different clubs, etc. So it was a sort of one we weren't going to be too sure about and we started off okay but I think Aki's were kind of the team in control for most of that one and then from the minute really Aki scored it was it was obvious when the game was kind of going and speaking to Craig Beveridge at full time he, he knew they could do better than that still in kind of their heads almost dropped and it's something they can't really be affording this season it was always going to be tough for them but it's one where when you go behind you kind of have to keep the head up and I think there was a few, a few players missing to be fair to them but um, I had a slightly disappointing, I think, but Aki's themselves, they went at their brilliant best, but they were certainly well comfortable um, of the three points in the end. Yeah, I mean, I watched the highlights back before we started recording, and I think the, the goal for me was the second one for, for Aki's, where I, I was just kind of, it felt like everybody kind of given up a little bit, and maybe that goal going in was a catalyst for, for the result and the ultimate outcome of that one, but uh, we talked about the Aki squad and the squad, and I'll be interested to see how Stirling Uni bounce back from that because we talk about momentum sometimes in football, Campbell, and I think the problem for Stirling University is the momentum they have just now is losing. They they haven't won in a season now, now a game's worth. Um, they travelled to play uh, Hearts in the SWPL Cup this weekend, and that's not going to be easy for them either. And 
I suppose if we're all going to beverages, as well as kind of shaping the squad underneath the, the banner of the university, is how you kind of arrest that slide so that it doesn't become a, a thing where they start worrying about maybe finishing in the bottom half of the table this season as well. I mean, it's, you're right in that, obviously, it's, as we're saying there, with it being the university, obviously players have got a lot on, and then the fact that the games they're playing, and obviously the university cup leagues and things like that, we're talking about that not everyone is going to be available all the time, and it's it's going to be hard for them. I mean, I think Craig knew that himself after the game. He, he was clearly disappointed, and you can't really blame him because they were, they were kind of hoping to come down there and maybe try and make a bit of a marker at Hamilton, but... As long as they can kind of get back to winning ways in some games, obviously you saw they beat Boromir in the cup last week and were fairly comfortable in that game until maybe late on. So it's there's a strange side I think still in uni, but it's one where on their day they can obviously win these games. They've been in SWPL one for so long, which is doing very well as a university side. So yeah, I think if they can just get get the get that three points on the board sort of thing, I think for most teams will be the case where they get that first win. And they can then really see where they're at from there. And I don't think they'll have they'll be they'll be the worst side in the league. So we're interested to see if they can if they can get that first win. I think that could really be crucial for them. Yeah, I, I think that is is about the the holding of that momentum. But we'll certainly see how that pans out in the coming weeks. Um, second of the table are Dundee United and Campbell. We just got the wrong game completely this weekend. <laughs> Dundee United eight, Birmingham Thistle four. Um, five goals for Danny McGinley uh, on our competitive debut for Dundee United. Uh, I um, So after I'd gone to the, uh, the Rangers training centre for Rangers Hearts, I actually headed over to Eliza Hamden to catch the second half of Queen's Park St Johnston. And as I arrived, because I was in quite a rush, I hadn't checked any of the scores, opened my phone up and went, wow, geez, oh. Um, 8-4. Uh, it looked like Dundee United were well in control from the highlights, Campbell, and then Birmingham with came into it a little bit, and then Dundee United picked it up again. I think that's how I took it anyway. Um, I was obviously seeing the scores coming through and talking away before um, on Sunday about all the games. I just saying United going 4-1 up at half-time. You were kind of thinking that would be them running away with it. I think maybe United possibly did that themselves where they were sort of had that mentality that the game was won. They kind of took their foot off the gas and still in the end, me, sorry, and to their credit, I've come right back into the game, obviously. They managed to get back to 5-4 and that's going to maybe frighten United a wee bit and they've sort of realised, right, we need to be at 100%. Um, for every game and it's, it's going to be like that when they play some other sides who are maybe going to be up near the top end as we said before about Boromir they were sort of last minute so it's always going to be that bit harder for them but it's a great win for United that they can score eight goals um, it's like the season they'll be very pleased with that obviously Danny McGinley as well getting five is a fantastic way to make your debut so it's a good win for United it would have been a great game for the neutral um, the neutral as well but it was sort of unexpected I don't think anyone really saw 12 goals coming there no, I, I don't think anybody sees 12 goals coming anywhere, to be fair, Campbell. So if somebody had predicted that, fair play. I know what I mean. But yeah, so aye, 8-4, mad game. Uh, puts Dundee United into second. I would say, though, maybe the kind of most impressive result of the weekend in SWPL2, uh, outside of Aki's 5-0 win, um, is part of this was 2-0 victory over Glasgow women. Uh, and it sounded like it was pretty comfortable. There were some highlights of this one as well. Claire Doherty getting the first goal of the SWPL2 season. Uh, Glasgow women had come into on pretty decent form. They got a point against Celtic and uh, ran Spartans very close, uh, the game you were at the week previous. But that's a pretty good result for Thistle, who a few people are tipping, and you can kind of see why if, with a result like that. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously we kind of mentioned them along with Aki's United as our top three, if you will, for the season. But we'd say take a look at Glasgow women, both haven't seen them, seeing how things are working, that it wasn't really one you expected, um, a side you were expecting, sorry, to be to struggle. You thought they could be, as we mentioned, that possible dark horse. And obviously getting a point against Celtic, no one saw coming. It was a fantastic performance for them that day, a fantastic result as well, sorry. And then Spartans, they, they were really unlucky, to be honest, that day to actually go on and lose it. a couple of penalty shouts that went against them as well. So I did expect them to run a part of this a wee bit closer, but saying Thistle are a very good side from what we've, what we've seen and what we think we're going to see as well. So it was one way uh, you were, if they were going to win, you were maybe expecting to be that wee bit tighter. So it was a bit of a surprise result, but it's one that Patrick will be delighted with to get, on, um, get their season underway as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not like Glasgow haven't got blown away or anything. It was just that Thistle were very good on the day. And uh, I think one of the, the good, uh, one of the highlights for that as well was Suzanne Mulvey's goal, a kind of low-key signing for Thistle in terms of her coming in. She was announced, obviously. She, they've been really good at getting all the signings out there. But um, she scored the second goal in that game and like, lobbing uh, Natalie Doherty in the Glasgow women goal. But yeah, I think that's a good result for Thistle and what is a tough game. And I know it was a game that a lot of people going into it were quite excited about. A Glasgow derby to start the season is always... A lot of fun, and I, I, would, I would still expect Glasgow women to do very well this season. I've been very impressed in terms of the way that they are. I, I think I've used the word tenacity a lot before. I think that's definitely in amongst that squad, so definitely one to keep an eye on. Um, going back to Lesser Hamden, as I said, I turned up in the second half, and by that point, St. Johnson were uh, 3-0 up. They just turned it into four as I, as I walked through the door. But Queen's did get two goals back. Um, Ellie Cow with a double for St. Johnson. Queen's... They have moments of quality in them, Campbell. Um, I think that they, they're. I think I feel like at the moment they're going to struggle a little bit, but it's it's, it's still really hard to tell this the start of the season in terms of how they're going to do. But St Johnston, we talked a lot last season about maybe not getting results, and that's the result that they've got. So they must be pleased with that. Yeah, they'd be delighted. But obviously, it was a very elite change to play the game um, when it was played and kickoff time and things like that. But St Johnston, obviously, somewhat than United in the first half, they start off really well and get the get the, the few goal lead that kinda made it comfortable for them. Obviously they've taken the foot off the gas a wee bit towards the end, but it's a great start of the season for them and obviously bit up that top end of the table the boat to kinda of start and stay up there again, as you're saying it's early days and Queen's Park are another one that's a fairly new side and making that step up from um, the SWFL as it was to the SWPL now isn't gonna be an easy one for them. But yeah the man they'll look at the positives as well, Queens that they've got their gold. And they have thought back into the game uh, that wee bit there as well. But it's definitely a result that Johnson will be very happy with as well. And it's just a great start of the season for them. Yeah. Uh, last game in SWPL2 was Aberdeen against Kilmarnock up at Cormac Park. Uh, Aberdeen won, Kilmarnock won. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock went up and from all reports, there isn't any highlights for this one yet. Uh, I don't know if there will be. But from all reports, it sounded like Kilmarnock had uh, the majority of the play. Uh, took the lead, but Ailey Shore second goal uh, in two games for Aberdeen getting an equaliser. Um, it sounds like Kamara were pretty disappointed in terms of not being able to see out the victory. But a point up at uh, Aberdeen, I think it's fair to say that a lot of teams might go up there this season and not get anything at all. So while I'm sure they'll reflect on the fact that they, they were in the lead and they'd get the victory, I think a point at Aberdeen's not something that should be sniffed at. No, definitely not. I mean, I know we talked a lot about potential kickoff time for Aberdeen and I think one o'clock is fairly early and obviously it's a long tip up from Kilmarnock so Aberdeen maybe try to use that to their advantage but from, again there's been no highlights but from what I've been told and what we've read as well Kilmarnock seemed to have no real bother with that travel and started off really well 
and they did very well. They had their um, the media team, sorry, provide uh, highlights for that game and um, updates, sorry, for that game. And Kelly seemed to have more of the game, as we're saying, and then I think their major disappointment will be the fact that they've got that goal with 10 minutes, they could hold on for another five or six minutes, and that to give that goal away, they will be disappointed with, but I think if you'd offered them, offered any team going up there a point early on the season, we'd take it because it's sort of an unknown uh, unknown entity in Aberdeen. Where they beat Kilmarnock obviously in the Scottish Cup last year as well. Kelly know that was tough. They ran Rangers close and obviously beat Spartans as well. So going up there was going to be a tough task. And I think a point before the game, as we're saying, would have been one that they would really have been happy with. But I think the fact that they maybe given the goal away late on, potentially disappointing. But overall, I don't think either side will be too disheartened with that start to the season. Yeah, especially when you consider that Chloe Ponton put them up with seven minutes left to go and then that, that goal came five minutes later. But a point apiece, as you say, I think, again, early days, so there's no point in overanalyzing too much in terms of where the table's at. But ah, he's top, uh, Dundee United second and Partick Thistle third. Um, in terms of fixtures for this weekend, it's SWPL Cup time. So I'm just going to quickly run through the fixtures. Uh, kickoff time in some of the venues still up in the air. Um, I know that on the Twitter feed I talked about maybe doing some kind of map. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that because things have been quite fluid so far at the start of this season um, and I want to see if it settles down a little bit before, before I commit to giving people venues but uh, St. Johnson against Glasgow Women and Spartans against Celtic in Group A um, Spartans-Celtic battle for top spot Campbell in that respect you'd probably think Yeah you'd imagine so I mean they've both obviously started off with Spartans or they've started off very well Celtic maybe disappointed slightly that they couldn't have beat Glasgow in their first game where they would have been expected to but yeah it's definitely a game um, what's going to decide sorry who's top side group Spartans have the advantage simply for the fact they've already got the, um, the two point lead but Celtic's maybe slight favourite for that game so you would expect Celtic to go through there fully confident of taking the three points but it's, it will be an interesting end to group we, yeah, it's, it's certainly head to head for top spot, and then seeing if that. I would imagine if the, the team that finishes second, there, unless uh, Spartans defeat Celtic, and that throws everything up in the air a little bit, probably get into the quarterfinals. Um, in Group B, it's Hamilton Ackies against Rangers, which is nowhere you're off to this weekend, Campbell, and uh, Dundee United against Queens Park. Aki's Rangers, I think this would be a good game to go to, Campbell, in terms of Aki's obviously starting the season very well last week. Rangers are still. I think they're still a little bit pre-season, eh? I think it's probably fair to say, given their lack of games. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good contest, especially when you consider that Dundee United Queen's Park, um, given how the results have gone this weekend, it feels like this is an opportunity for Rackies for to maybe cause a bit of an upset and obviously Rangers to mark their stamp in the tournament so far. Yeah, I mean, obviously Rangers have that game uh, with Queen's on Thursday, so if they can win that and take a bit of confidence for going through it. Uh, Hamilton on Sunday they'll be pleased with that speaking to um, Aki's after that game on Sunday there they, they know it's not going to be easy against Rangers they can it's going to be buoyed by the fact that they, they drew them in pre-season obviously it was two very different sides then but uh, yeah Aki's if they can play to the level they played out on Sunday then they'll definitely be able to give Rangers a good game there and we can see what the golf really is like sort of between um, SWPL 1 and 2 and see if Rangers can maybe settle down a wee bit more into that side that they've got the, the capability to be. Obviously, we see a lot of these players will still be taking time to settle. Some moving into a different country, others obviously moving from other clubs in Scotland into that uh, full-time environment, and they're going to be easy. But, yeah, I'm excited to see both teams, and I think it could be a really good game, and hopefully get a good crowd in as well. One of the venues, obviously, we picked out last year as one of the best places to go in SWPL. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, into Group C, and it is Hearts against Stirling University, which we've already talked about, and Birmingham Thistle against Aberdeen. So two sides that have came up from SWFL, as it was formerly called. Um, Birmingham Thistle obviously had that entertaining game against Stirling United. Aberdeen uh, started the season with a victory over Hearts in SWPL Cup, draw against Kilmarnock. Uh, I haven't decided where I'm going, but this one's tickling me a little bit, just because getting to see Aberdeen is maybe something we're not going to get to see happen very often, but... Uh, this group is pretty open, as is the last one as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're saying there's still a lot to be play, a lot to play for, and Boromir, who obviously they've been they've certainly scored goals in their games, but they also been conceding quite a lot. So it's one you would expect goals to be in, and saying that you'll now go and witness an 0-0 draw. But um, yeah, Aberdeen obviously again, it's a long trek for them coming down from up north. So it's a very intriguing game, and one that obviously could go either way. As as two sides we're saying that are kind of making that step up and still try to find their feet at this level but that, it should be quite an intriguing game and obviously with that group still being open that's one that could really make um, a big difference and then obviously saying getting into Group D obviously there's been the SWF announcement of giving the 3-0 wins to Motherwell and Partick Thistle after their games with Forfar and Kelly were pulled off obviously we're not really sure too much about what's going on there but it's that's kind of got those groups underway. Obviously, there had been no games up to that point by the 2-0 win for Forfra against Kilmarnock. So it's the games on Sunday should be interesting, but it's a group that is still very much open, but one that could be changed possibly unfairly on these sides by the fact that they've obviously not had the chance to play. So it'll be interesting to see just how that group pans out as well. Yeah, I think um, I think in terms of what what's happened those two those two games and the reason why. I think it's very much uh, there's sides for and against both instances. Um, I think that um, from, from from our perspective, I think it's just about keeping an eye on the games at the moment. Obviously, it does change the dynamic of the group quite a lot, um, but it does mean that those games on Sunday will have an extra layer to them because there will be teams that feel slightly aggrieved in that respect in terms of Kamara and Forfar. So, yeah, I'm very interested to see how that, that pans out on Sunday because a result for the home sides probably, well, it does, uh, wrap that group up with a game to go in terms of Kamarnock and Forfar but yeah, ha- interested to see what happens in that one but as always um, because it's SWPL Cup week there isn't a game on uh, BBC Sports Scotland yet what, what you're waiting for just do it uh, but if you want to get a team, get along, get onto the Scotland Football website, check your uh, local team's uh, social media channels as well as I said, I can see the fixtures in front of me just now, they are not confirmed. I know that for a fact when I'm looking at some of the, the kickoff time, so I'm not going to sit here and give you bum information because that doesn't help anybody. Uh, but Campbell, you're off to Aki's Rangers. Uh, I will go somewhere yet to be confirmed. Uh, but I think that's it for this week. So Campbell, um, thank you very much for joining me on your birthday. I uh, hope you have the enjoyable rest of your evening. Yeah, certainly try. <laughs> Um, I will probably call this Happy Birthday Campbell, not going to lie. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, tell everybody about it, spread the, uh, the women's football gospel in Scotland. Um, it's a really exciting time for the game and we're really excited about it as well. We've been working on it for a couple of years now and to see this kind of enthusiasm coming forward, uh, really exciting. So please tell everybody about it. We're still going to keep bashing stuff out. Campbell was at all the media days last week and got lots of stuff up on the site so top man Campbell for that Uh, and we'll try and get some more podcasts out but until next week thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you again soon cheerio bye